This reading is taken from Matthew, chapter 21, verses 1 to 11. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, tell them that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to the daughter of Zion, See, your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt, placed their cloaks on them, and Jesus sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, whilst others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, John T. Heavenly Father, open our eyes and our ears to hear your, your voice amongst all the clamour, all the shouting, all the noise and expectation. Draw us to yourself and speak to us now in your name. Amen. Have you ever been to the theatre? Everyone been to theatre? Have you all been to the theatre? Have you been to the theatre in London where it's a really big stage? Really big stage. Uh, I went to see The Lion King and you've heard all the hype of The Lion King. It's really exciting. Uh, And you're there beforehand. You're sitting and you're waiting and and the music is playing and it's, it's sort of getting louder and louder and the stage is set. The curtains are drawn and then all of a sudden the curtains draw back. And the, the animals start coming on stage, one after another. And you are there, on the Serengeti with them. It is just phenomenal. That is Palm Sunday. The stage is set. The theatre is there. The production is about to roll. And in comes your king, riding on a donkey. How bizarre is that? Has he got a screw loose? Has he got something wrong? Because I think sometimes when we look at Palm Sunday, we don't see the message of the day. Because Palm Sunday is the beginning of Holy Week. This is really important. The play is about to start. All the events of Easter are about to begin. Do we remember that Jesus all this time has been doing miracles and every time he says, don't tell them about me. Don't mention this to the priests. Don't do this. Don't do that. I'm undercover. Whoa, this is not undercover. This is a packed town, city. 
And right in the middle of it is Jesus. He wants to be seen. So what are we looking at? Who are we seeing? What we wanted, what they wanted, was someone to take control. They were being persecuted by uh, the Romans. It's a bit like a really bad day at home when your mum and dad are telling you no every single time. It's a really bad day. And you just want someone to change the whole situation and make it better. You want everything to change. And the Romans are horrible. They don't let you do things. And then they force you to do other things. They make you pay loads of money over to them. It wasn't fair. And you wanted it to stop. And in comes Jesus. Yes! We've got it. We have Jesus. This is our king. He'll show them. And he comes riding on a donkey. No, surely not. There are, we'll look at three things that we see and three things that we hear. The first one is the donkey. It's actually, if you look in Mark, I know we read a, a passage from Matthew, but if you look in Mark, it says it's a colt. Now, who knows what a colt is? Yes, it's a baby donkey, really. Yeah, I mean, it is just a young donkey. And the point of it being a colt, well, there are two points. We'll come to the second. The first point is that it had never been ridden before. Now, what would happen if, on your next holiday to the New Forest, you walked onto, up to a, a horse uh, on the New Forest and thought, wizard, I'm going to go for a ride. What do you think would happen? You'd be thrown off within seconds if you ever got close enough to get on board. This colt had never been ridden. It was not tame. It's like getting on the back of a lion or a tiger. This is bad news for me. But it wasn't bad news for Jesus. He is the creator of the world. He can do what he wants. And the colt becomes like a little puppy and accepts him gladly. So the first point that they should have seen is that God has control over all creation. The donkey used to carry kings, but over the time, so the kings wanted a symbol of war because they are powerful and they are strong. And so, when kings came into town, they always rode a horse. Because the horse was the symbol of war. Donkeys used to, as I say, carry kings. They used to be a symbol of wealth. But by this time, uh, when, when Jesus was around, the horse had become the symbol of wealth. And the donkey was reserved for the poor people. Because after all, all it did was carry heavy loads. That was all it was good for. It was slow. It was ponderous. It was rather smelly. So all it did was carry heavy loads. And there is Jesus sitting on a donkey. Why? I thought this was the triumphal entry. That's how we put it in our Bibles, don't we? We entitle this the triumphal entry. Where is the triumph in that? It's a triumph of humility over power. 
It's a triumph of poverty over affluence. It's a triumph of God ruling the world. So there's the donkey. What about the palms? They were all waving palms, don't they? It's mentioned elsewhere. It's a sign of celebration, of victory. So when you have a victory, your king rides in on the horse and you wave palms. They only did it when there was a victory because palms were really expensive. They did loads of cooking with them. They got oils from them. They made perfume from palm leaves. This is a really luxury good. This is your Hobbes coat being lain on the floor for a donkey to walk on. This is your Stella McCartney designer dress being laid down on the ground. That's what the palm leaf was. So here is this victory. A man in humility coming on a donkey but in victory and you're cutting down the most expensive thing you can find and asking him to walk on it. That is what he does to our lives. He turns something mundane and ordinary into something exciting and fantastic. So it's a ruling in peace. It's a victory of giving. And what about the man himself? What about Jesus, the king? What kind of king was he? We've already said that he's on an ass. It's a symbol of humility, of peace. How can a person trust in this person that is supposed to save us and he's on a donkey? If you were waging war, what would you want to wage a war? If you were in a fight, what would you want? Yeah? A tank. Yeah, let's go for a tank. I like that already. You'd want bombers, wouldn't you? You want planes, you want armaments, you want guns, yeah. You want it all. And there's Pilate, worried because he's a Roman, thinking, oh my word, Jesus has got all these people around him. He's forming an army. And what have they got in their hands? A palm branch. It's ridiculous, isn't it? How do you wage a war with a palm branch? Because it's not a war he's fighting. Well, it is, but it's a war of your mind and of your heart. He wants you as an individual and he wins you over by his love. And the most extraordinary thing in all of that is that when Jesus gets all the way into Jerusalem, he's taken all this time to get through the crowds, he's pushed people aside, he's had all the palms, the cloaks, he goes to the temple, he looks at the temple, and then he walks out of the city. Is that bizarre? He takes all that time to go in so that he can look at the temple and go out again. But the temple was his home. It was his house. It was his purpose. And what were they doing with the temple? Do you remember the story? He overturned the table. He threw out the money changers. He said, you're not using my house as it should be used. He'd seen all he needed to see. Do I really need to go forward with this week? The stage is set. Should the play really go ahead? Let me go and look at the temple. Oh boy. You need me more than I thought. The temple was a disgrace. So that's what we should have seen in Palm Sunday. What did we hear? 
Well, first of all, we heard from uh, Zechariah, which says this, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you righteous and having salvation, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. So specific. What about Psalm 22? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? Oh my God, I cry out by day, but you don't answer by night and am not silent. Isaiah 53. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. Yet we considered him stricken by God. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. By his wounds we are healed. All of those things spoken about Jesus years and years and years before and they knew them because they'd remembered them. And there is the donkey, the Messiah, riding not just on a donkey but on the colt, a foal of a donkey, just as it said in Zechariah. And they didn't see it and they didn't hear the words in their mind. Then what about, so if that's the past, what about the present? They heard the shouts, didn't they? What were they shouting? Hosanna, Hosanna. Hosanna was a very old word and it means save. But it became known just as a shout of praise. So you'd shout out, Hosanna. You know, if you've just scored a goal, you'd probably shout out, Hosanna. Great news, great praise. But it actually means save. All these people are proclaiming the salvation of God as he came to those people on a donkey. So if that was the past and the present, what about the future? What do we hear about our future? What did Jesus say? Nothing. In silence, he came, giving everything that he had for you and me. Giving everything, his life, for you and me. Gladly. Not necessarily wanting to, but gladly. Because he loves us so much. They could hear the future. It was already spoken of. They could hear it in the words they were using. They could see it in everything that he was doing. What do we see in Palm Sunday? What's in it for us? What does this mean to us? That our God, our King, our Saviour, our Redeemer comes on a donkey, giving himself for every single one of us. Let's just close our eyes and we're going to uh, just have a, a moment's reflection. So let's just close our eyes and picture, if you like, Jesus, riding on a donkey. You remember the pictures we've already seen. Can you hear the shouts? Can you feel yourself being pushed? Perhaps held back by your parents. Don't get too close. But you want to get close. You want to see your king coming. We can smell the donkey can smell all the palm trees that have been cut down. 
the dust that's on the ground. There's excitement. The shouts of Hosanna ringing in our ears. Hosanna, the King of Kings. Do we feel his presence with us? Let's firstly thank God in our hearts that he comes on a donkey donkey just for you. Just for me. Just for you, Ben. Just for you, Tom. Just for you, Camilla. Just for you, Darren. Just for you, Colin. Just for you, Debbie. Just for you, Nikki. Just for you, Esther. Just for each and every one of you. God is perfect, but he comes to us in peace. He comes to judge us, but first of all to save us. Sometimes we feel overcome by things around us. God has the victory. In him we are safe and secure. And God is our future. How can we put our future in his hands today?